Turn, if you will, in your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 2, and we'll read just verses in 14 and 15. Hebrews 2 and verse 14. Since therefore the children share in flesh and blood, he likewise partook of the same things, that through death he might destroy the one who has the power of death, that is the devil, and deliver all those who through fear of death were subject to lifelong slavery. And may God add his richest blessing to the reading of this portion of his holy word. Will you pray with me, please? Again, our Father, we thank you for your word and we pray that by the power of your spirit that you would come and that you would speak to us. We pray that you would move through this house and that you would open our eyes that we would see the Lord Jesus Christ high and lifted up. That you would open our ears that the sheep would hear the voice of the good shepherd. That you would drive back the opposing power and speak in spite of the inability and sin of the preacher. In Jesus' name, amen. Be seated, please. The births and deaths of Jesus and fear. This passage before us tells us that there is a connection between the birth of Jesus Christ and the fear of death. The events of this year that is now drawing to a close have brought the fear of death to the front and center of our consciousness. Now, our Lord Jesus told his disciples, when they persecute you in one town, flee to the next one. In other words, Jesus told his followers, protect yourself. A Christian ought to take care of himself and do what he can to promote the health and well-being of his fellow man. This, in fact, is enshrined in the standards of the ARP church in our Westminster Larger Catechism's teaching of the Sixth Commandment. But a believer, while he ought to take care of himself and his fellow man, he ought to be free from the fear of death. Look at verse 15. And deliver those who through fear of death were subject to lifelong slavery. We're supposed to be delivered, free from the fear of death. Now you've had nine months, over nine months now, to figure out if you are still enslaved to the fear of of death. You may well be. The scripture says Jesus came to liberate us from the fear of death. 
That's what Christmas is all about. Good Christian men rejoice with heart and soul and voice. Now ye need not fear the grave. Jesus Christ was born to save. So now let's look together at the births and deaths of Jesus and fear. First in this passage, the birth of Jesus. Look at verse 14. Since therefore the children share in flesh and blood, he likewise partook of the same things. Jesus took on flesh and blood. It says the same flesh and blood that we have. The incarnation. God took on human flesh and blood. He became man without ceasing to be God. God and man in one person. And I hope I don't use the same illustration or explanations every Christmas, but I know I use it a lot. Jesus is not a hybrid. Cross a horse and a donkey and you get a mule. A mule is a hybrid. But a hybrid is neither one of what it came from. It's neither a horse nor a donkey. But we could not imagine one creature that was fully a horse and fully a donkey at the same time. We can only think of a hybrid. And Jesus is not a hybrid. It's impossible for our minds to grasp one person, fully God, fully man. No hybrid mix. Yet it happened. And let me say, that doesn't concern me one little bit that I don't understand who Jesus is, God and man at the same time. You know, I would be far more concerned if I believed in God and he had never one time done anything that I couldn't understand. Now, that would worry me. What kind of God would never do anything we could figure out? We couldn't figure out. And so, Jesus was born. And this tells us the purpose for his birth. He became flesh and blood. It says, since, therefore, the children share in flesh and blood. He became flesh and blood because we are flesh and blood. He had to become what we are. He had 
to become one of us without ceasing to be the God he always has been. Only one of us could free us from the fear of death. And so he became one of us. But why was that necessary? Well, let's press on. First, we've seen the birth of Jesus. Secondly, in this passage, we see the birth of fear. The birth of fear. Look in the middle of verse 14. That through death he might destroy the one who has the power of death, that is the devil, and deliver all those who through fear of death were subject to lifelong slavery. Now notice that it says that the devil has the power of death and therefore holds the human race in bondage or slavery to the fear of death. Now the author here expects us to know some background from the Old Testament, the third chapter of Genesis. There we meet the devil and encounter the reality of death for the first time. You remember the Lord had told Adam, in the day that you eat of the forbidden fruit, you will surely die. But the devil came on to the scene. He came to Eve in the serpent, and he challenged the word of God. Did God really say you will surely die? And then he flatly contradicted the word of God. He said, you will not die. And then he offered a hollow promise. If you sin, you will be like God. So she took and ate and gave to her husband, Adam, who was with her, and he took and ate then they felt shame and then after that says they heard God coming and for the first time they knew fear God said they would die if they sinned and now they had sinned and now they heard God coming. Right there was the birth of fear. We know we have all sinned. The wages of sin is death. It's the just judgment. Now Adam and Eve did not drop dead physically that day. 
Although the process of physical deterioration began that day. But that day they were cut off from God. They were banished, kicked out from the enjoyment of the happy presence of God. Their father was now their executioner. That's hell. To be eternally cut off from the happy presence of God is strange. Know him not as my loving father, but only as my judge and executioner. That's what the human race is afraid of. What Adam was afraid of when he heard God coming. Afraid to face God. To face the judge of all. Fear of death is a result of not being at peace with God. It's guilt. You remember Hamlet's famous soliloquy. But that the dread of something after death, the undiscovered country from whose born no traveler returns, puzzles the will and makes us rather bear those ills we have then fly to others that we know not of. Thus conscience does make cowards of us all. He was saying, I would take my life, but my conscience makes me terrified of what I would face on the other side. That undiscovered country from whose born no traveler returns. That's why the fear of death is so pervasive to the human race. All people have an instinct that to die is to face evaluation we don't like evaluation it's why the most common nightmare that runs through the entire human race is that dream so many of us have had that mysterious dream that we walk into class and forgot to study for the exam. Birth of Christ, the birth of fear. Thirdly, in this passage, we see the death of Jesus. 
the death of Jesus. It says, let's look at verse 14 again. Since therefore the children share in flesh and blood, he likewise partook of the same things that through death he might destroy the one who has the power of death, that is the devil. He took on flesh and blood because he had to be man in order to die. God, by very definition, cannot die. God cannot suffer. And so he became man. Men suffer and die every day. That through dying, he might destroy the devil. Notice the devil is described as having the power of death. How does the devil have the power of death? It's sin that brings death. It's the wages of sin. The devil tempted man to sin. He continues to tempt man to sin. And the devil is the accuser. Only God can judge. Only God can condemn someone to everlasting damnation. Only God has that power. But the devil, you see, lays the trap. And then he turns right around and brings the charge. And so man is condemned. This is why Jesus came in the flesh to suffer what we deserve for us in our place. You see, our debt is infinite. God is eternal, infinite, and unchangeable. And so sin against the infinite God is infinite. That's why hell is eternal. More than one of my children has asked me on occasion, how long would it take to count to infinity? You can't. You can count forever. Million years, billion years, trillion years, you've never counted to infinity. But because Jesus is God, he is eternal. But because he is man, he can die. And so Jesus Christ was able to do in his death, what we could not do in all eternity. He could say, it is done. It's finished. The debt is paid. He suffered our punishment so we could go free. 
the devil no longer has a charge. No longer has a claim on us because Jesus has satisfied the justice. So the apostle Paul asks, who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God who justifies. That's why he died. So we see the birth of Jesus, the birth of fear, the death of Jesus, and fourthly and finally in this passage, we see the death of fear. Verse 15, one last time, and deliver all those who through fear of death were subject to lifelong slavery. You can be free from the fear of death. You can be delivered from it. You see, Jesus Christ accomplished something in real life 2,000 years ago, but it must be applied to us in real life now. We must be connected to Jesus to experience his deliverance. When he died, he discharged the debt that we owed. The devil, death itself, has no claim on him. And so he rose. And he is alive. And we must be joined once and for all to the risen, living Lord Jesus Christ. And for that to happen, there must be faith. You must trust him. You must believe he did all this. God became man, took flesh and blood. The one who knew no sin became sin. The author of life came and died. You've got to believe he did all that for you. You can go through life free from the fear of death. You can get up and live your life. It is possible. And not be afraid of dying. That's what it says. That's why Jesus was born. That's why he died. And that's why he rose again. So this Christmas Sunday, search your heart and ask yourself, have I been freed from the fear of death?
And if you haven't, settle it. Make peace today. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.